Hey everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Handwreck Sports Premier League Podcast. I'm Sebastian Norin, and with me, as always, Polly Quistel and Elliot Niblock. Uh, things are moving fast here in the world of the Premier League. We just wrapped up match day 18 here, and on Friday we get right back at it. And it's match day 19, so it's going to be sort of a combination looking back at what happened at match day 18 and looking ahead at match day 19, so... It's kicking off Friday. Uh, Hull against Everton. Everton coming off a, um, you know, solid performance, I would say. A 2 nothing win over Leicester City on the road. Whereas Hull, they lost 3 nothing at home to Manchester City. So, um, you know, how, how good is this Everton side? Because we've been sort of critical of them before. But are, are they starting to find a little bit of form here well yeah there i mean i think that the question has to do with the old adage of quality versus form we know we've known that they've had the quality they've just been in poor form for a lot of this season and i think they're finally starting to find that now um now you know that said i still think that this is a team that you know they haven't lost that ability to kind of totally go missing in games and the question is okay is that going to be something they can really put in the rearview mirror are they going to go from this purple patch into another brown, red, blackish one. Mm. Well, I mean, Hull, is it's an easy game right now. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. They are just horrible, really. <laughs> they are turning into Aston Villa. Yeah, well, and, and also they've taken the Aston Villa mantle away from Sunderland. Because I have to be honest, I'm, you know, a month ago, I never really thought that Sunderland was going to even see a prayer of avoiding relegation, but well, lo and behold, they're, they're doing all right. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is really tight there towards the end of the table. Um, we should say the hull, their last 12 points, same as Swansea. We'll get to them in just a bit in second here. Uh, Sunderland, then 14 points, then crystal palace, just above the drop with 16 and then Leicester 17 points in 16th place. So, uh, a lot can still happen. So uh, I know Polly has already given the trophy to Chelsea at the top, but we can't really decide yet who's going to go down, although Hull are in a bad, bad run of form right now. Yeah, I mean, they've, the, although they've still I can decide not... who's going down. Oh, yeah? I can decide who's going down for you. Oh, you already I mean, decided that too? Ooh, I could tell you two of the teams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. The Hull and Swansea are going down. Okay. There's no doubt about that. They suck. Um, Crystal Palace have the big Sam thing going for them. Sunderland yeah, are starting to find their rhythm. Leicester are too good to... Leicester have a minus 30... No, that's... Never mind. That's goals against. Yeah, they have uh, a minus eight. That's eight. Um... Lester, they're too good to go down. I'm, I'd throw Burrow in there, but no. yeah, never underestimate Burnley's ability to have an awful second half of the season. Yeah. I, I, I really think that the three teams that are in the relegation zone now are the three teams that are going to get relegated. Uh, and I, again, because partially Seb's because of the big for, Sam factor. Seb's yelling at me for handing the trophy to Chelsea. Elliot's the one that thinks that the, st- the standings are already going to – 
they're gonna stay put. Stay put. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. But let's get to Swansea though. They fired Bob Bradley after 85 days on the job, and I mean, it seems like something is going on there at Swansea upper management wise because they're not giving. I I, I personally well, they felt they they, they didn't give him enough time. They don't have any upper management. That's what's going on there. That's their issue. Okay. They don't have upper management. You you can't fire Bob Bradley because and say, well, he didn't turn things around enough. Well, he you didn't give him the tools to turn anything around. He didn't even have a transfer window to turn it around. Mm-hmm. You also, if you're saying that you can't hire Bob, that you that you can't that you have to fire Bob Bradley because the players don't believe in him and because he's really not qualified for this job and his tactics don't make sense. Well, then you didn't do your homework. Because he's never managed in a league this big. And the players, you have to understand if you bring somebody in, are the players going to buy into him? And Bob Browley's never entered a Premier League um, a Premier League dressing room before. Conversely, on the other side of the spectrum, Bob Browley has more managerial experience than Ryan Giggs does. But Ryan Giggs is, before, the, uh, you know, before October, Ryan Giggs actually had more Premier League managing experience than Bob Bradley did and he just had more experience in the Premier League if he walked into that room the players would respect him right away but it just shows you uh you didn't do your homework if you're mad that his tactics were let's put everybody behind the ball and just wait for our playmakers to bail us out (laughs) well that's what he did when he was the manager of the United States like you know he has a history of doing that so management like do your homework Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, Ryan Giggs, one of the names that are being discussed as the potential new manager. Uh, You also have rumors surrounding Chris Coleman, although I don't understand why he would ever want to leave Wales. Um, Along with, who else? Gary Rovert and uh, Alan Pardew, who just got fired from Crystal Palace. It's just such a hilarious, uh, just kind of merry-go-round of men. At the moment, yeah. But and... I, I mean, I think that Ryan Giggs makes a lot of sense, right? You know, like as a Welshman going to a football club in Wales, and I would love. I, I was sad, as Paulie said. You know, I was sad to see Bob Bradley go. I think it, it kind of, he was kind of hard done by once again not getting the transfer window. But it, Ryan Giggs and Swansea City would be that. Would, that would be a great thing to see. Don't, even I if, hope they don't hire Ryan Giggs. Why if... is that? Because you don't want to see him get relegated. <laughs> I don't want to see him fail. First of all, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to have to root for Swansea right now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't root for management that's just that terrible. You can't hire a manager and then say, "Well, you, we didn't even give you a chance to sign any players that fit your system." Not that he has a system, but if he does have a system, we didn't give you a chance to sign those players, and now we're going to fire you. Uh, Swansea are terrible. What? Let's not forget what put them into this mess. Into this mess. Um, in the last three years, they have sold Wilfred Bonney. They've sold Michael Vorm. They've sold Ashley Williams. They sold Jordan Ayew. They've signed nobody to replace those guys. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why they're in this mess, because their players suck. Yeah. And you could bring in Ryan Giggs. You can bring in Big Sam. Uh, you could bring in Sir Alex Ferguson. They're getting relegated no matter who their manager is, because the team sucks. Yeah. It's not a Premier League team. Nope. One of the few bright spots is Gilfie Sigurdsson, who's uh, you know should be uh, an interesting player for a lot of teams should Swansea go down. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he's kind of kind of a poor man's Dmitri Payet, but he's not that much poorer. Nope. 
Uh, if, I was, if I was guilty Sigurdsson right now, I'd go to Ice, I'd go to um, I'd go to Swansea right now and say, get rid of me in January. Mm. Yeah, you can't play for this club. No. Uh, one interesting thing too was that Harry Redknapp threw his uh, hat in the ring too. Oh yeah, that was funny. Yes, that was hilarious. So good on old Harry. Harry Redknapp and Paulie Questel were both throwing our hats into the ring. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Swansea they take on Bournemouth on uh, New Year's Eve. So we'll see if they. I mean, I I would assume they don't have a manager ready by that point. Although things can move quickly, uh, we saw that with Sam Allardyce and uh, Crystal Palace. And speaking of Big Sam, they got a one-one draw in his first game in charge against Watford. They should have won that game, but one-one draw. Christian Benteke fluffed a penalty. That was such a poor effort. Uh, they will go to the Emirates on New Year's Day to take on Arsenal. Elliot, how worried are you? Big Sam. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm not scared of Big Sam. <laughs> I'm scared of Arsene Wenger. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just you know, with the the win that we got, it, and and I've said this before on this show that a lot of it has to do with spin, and there are a lot of things that. You know, it's like, oh, okay, they eked out a one-nil win, mm-hmm. and you could say, oh, well, that's you know, that's the the mark of a team that really gets the three points when they absolutely need it, or oh my God, they almost dropped points yet again, and they needed a desperation header from Olivier Giroud to save it. But in truth, Ben Foster had a fantastic game in goal for West Brom, and you have to give him a lot of credit. I mean, I think that as I did with. Arsenal's home fixture against West Brom, you have to pick them to win, but there's still that grain of salt. And especially as we're coming in to the intense fixture congestion of January, I'm extremely worried about Alexis Sanchez. He's played, I think, 24 matches for us so far this season. And with Mesut Ozil's ability to just totally go missing in games, as he kind of did the other day, it's... It's always a little nervy, but you still you still got to pick Arsenal as head and shoulders favorites at home against a side that's battling relegation, even if they have the big bribe-taking Sam in charge now to help them avoid that. Yeah, of course. I mean, remember, it... in, remember in late August, early September, when it looked like my Metsit Ozil after uh, after an international tournament theory was going to be shot to dust. Well. Thank God we avoided that. I was almost not right about something. Hey, it just took a little bit longer than usual. Yeah, yeah. You just have to wait for my predictions to come through. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how Theo Walcott stopped scoring after September again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back. We'll see, though. I mean, it... also, I just looked up flights on Expedia, uh, flights to Swansea, and for the today and tomorrow, and it said we've searched more than four hundred airlines and couldn't find any flights from New York to Swansea. So, no, they might not have a manager by New Year's Eve. Oh, Harry, Harry Redknapp's going to get it over you by default now, boy. Yep. Yeah, well, so... it's not my fault. He's in the car park. Nope, he is. <laughs> He's just camping out there. Um, yeah, he was doing that beforehand anyway. It's yeah, just look, like where he likes to hang out. Yeah, looking at the rumor mill, though, I did see a story that Arsenal... I mean, this is with such huge... This is a whole Trump truckload full of salt. Um, selling off Sanchez and Ozil and then going after Marco Royce and Christian Pulisic. 
Yeah, that's that's absurd. That's absolutely <laughs> absurd. <laughs> uh, that is that's that's like as, that's an entire thing of nightcrawlers worth of clickbait right there. Yep. That's like that's like firing Jurgen Klinsmann to go after Bruce Arena. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's uh, no, no, though because because I rate both Mesut Ozil and Alexis Sanchez higher than Marco Royce and Christian Pulisic. But again, I'm not I'm not saying anything about the ceiling of Christian. Pulisic, okay, the ceiling but... of Pulisic, we don't know. Yeah, uh, and I would rank how good Marco Royce was supposed to be as higher than Mesut Ozil. So if you buy on potential, then maybe it works. But, but... So interesting, in actual world, we're living in the world of rumors. And That's true, yeah. We're, we're, we're living in the, the banner clickbaity world, so... Reality doesn't sell newspapers, Elliot. <laughs> oh, God, especially not in this day and age. Christ. Nope. Not at all. Okay, the big, big marquee matchup here, though, on New Year's Eve. That's Liverpool against Manchester City at Anfield. It's actually U.S. and Canada, but I'll, I'll forgive that. Well, in the world of the Premier League. Liverpool, Manchester City, it's live on NBC. City took that 3 nothing win over Hull, whereas Liverpool, they took a 4-1 to win over Stoke. Uh, interesting matchup at the top of the table. I'm just wondering if, I don't know, Sergio Aguero will be back. He's been resting now for a long time. He should be so eager to go here. Yeah, and Liverpool can leak goals against strikers of a third his quality. Well, Manchester City can leak goals against strikers of a fourth of his quality. That's so. also true. That's also true. I mean, this this is a game that... I'm I'm worried to. This is a game that, that'll end one nil, but it should see a lot of goals. Yeah. I know that's exactly that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like this is a game that should be, end up four three, and it's probably gonna be one one. <laughs> yeah, I I, well, I, I actually know though. But but here's the thing. Um, both managers are too stubborn to do anything about that. Like, Jurgen Klopp might try to mitigate City, but, like, Jurgen Klopp is also smart enough to say, hey, City have a weakness here, let's attack it. Uh, Pep Guardiola is is arrogant enough to be like, I don't care if I have a weakness here. Like, I'm just going to play the way I want to play. Mm-hmm. It gets him into trouble. Yes, it certainly does. Um, yeah, I'm just... I really hope that it turns into a firework display, yeah. though. Because I don't want to, I don't want to see these two play a scoreless draw or a one nothing game. No, it's it's certainly worth an hour and a half of your time to see if it ends up being a fireworks show based on the genuine possibility that it will be a seven goal match. Yeah, yeah, and it leads right into USA Canada. Hmm. There we go. World Juniors of hockey. If you're not watching it, you're doing something wrong. Um. We'll see if Liverpool will have Roberto Firmino as he was pulled over on suspected DUI. Um, he, I think he's supposed to go up in, in court there on the 31st, but we'll see. Wait, court's open on a Saturday? Hey, I guess so. I read something about it. We'll see. Um, I feel like Steven Gerrard will call the judge and have a word with him the same way he did with that with that DJ. Oh, with the DJ, yes. Yeah. Yes. We do remember the DJ. Uh, Manchester United, four straight wins here after picking a 3-1 to win over Sunderland on Boxing Day. 
they take on Middlesbrough at home. Uh, what did you make of that game against Sunderland, Polly? They took care of business. Yeah. They did what they were supposed to do. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what what they did. They did what they were supposed to do. Now the unfortunate thing is, um, they're probably going to come up with like the, either the same or eleven will start in the next game, or like maybe Anthony Martial comes on for Juan Mata or something like, or Mickey Torian will come in for like Lingard. Mm. It'll be like the guys that don't start every game. That's where the changes will be made. And in terms of hey. Um, you're starting a 35-year-old striker every single game. Granted, he's in fantastic form. It's it's almost blasphemous to say, to actually suggest pulling him from the team, but this is one of those things of if you run him into the ground now because he's 35 years old, he's dealing with the English winter, eventually he will be run into the ground. It's it's so ridiculous to, to, to think he could keep this pace up, so why not sit him on the bench to against Middlesbrough at home, if you're still level, you know, after 60 minutes, you can bring him on to play the final 30. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, this is the kind of game where I would like them to, what I would really like them to do is bring on someone to play left back. I don't care if it's Ashley Young or Mateo Darmian and see what can happen if you play Daily Blind in that Michael Carrick role. Because we know that nobody, that if you take Michael Carrick out of that team, United become a mess. Especially if you go to Fellaini, which Mourinho loves to do. Right. But uh, yeah. he's obviously not going to go to Schneiderwin. Nope. And he's not going to go to Schweinsteiger. Nope. And anybody else, the team becomes a mess and nothing works. Daly Blind is the kind of guy who um, m- would probably most fit that role he reads the game well he's an excellent passer he has no pace but neither does Carrick so <laughs> um try Daly Blind in that role he played there like twice for Louis Van Al, and like in one game he was fantastic and then in the other one he was terrible so 50 percent and they never tried it again yep so, kind of unbelievable but try him there because again it's Burrow and you've Carrick is 35 years old. Mourinho said it at the beginning of the season. He can't play every day. He is indispensable to the team. We've been looking for a replacement for Carrick. See if Daly Wynn can be that guy. Yeah, so after the game against Middlesbrough on Saturday, they have an away game against West Ham on Monday. So Right, you need you need Carrick and Zlatan in the game in that West Ham game. Mm-hmm. This yep. is the game to maybe give them both a breather. Yeah, and you then don't need to send give Pogba him... a rest. You don't need to give Under Herrera a rest. Um it's those two guys. Yeah. And then send Carrick and Slatan on a vacation. <laughs> Together. <laughs> oh, that would be a heck of a reality TV show. I would yeah. watch they can that. watch Henrik Mikitarian's go over and over and over. Yeah. No, they would they would go <laughs> go hunting in the northern parts of Sweden or something. That, that I would, would be I, nice. I would actually watch that. Yeah. Me too. I can't wait till someone I can't wait till like April when someone scores like a really nice goal and people actually start to suggest that it's the goal of the season as if that Henrik Mkhitaryan goal didn't happen. Yeah, that was a pretty goal. It was offside, but it was pretty. <clears throat> my favorite my favorite part about that is pretty much everybody, even the announcers, um, my, my friends that are Liverpool fans, Arsenal fans, anybody was just like, uh, kudos to the linesman for not calling that offside because mm-hmm. that was so good. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the off- like I'm okay with him being offside if you're going to score a goal that nice. Yeah. Yeah, league leaders Chelsea 
or as Polly would call them, title winners, Chelsea. Title winners elect. Yeah. Title winners elect. There we go. <laughs> they host Stoke on New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, the winning train continues. Chelsea just keeps on rolling. Uh, it's amazing what they've been just so, so good. Um, last time around, 3 nothing win over Bournemouth. Pedro got one. Azard got one from the penalty spot, and then I think the last goal was deemed an own, yeah it was deemed an own goal by Steve Cook. Um, so I mean yeah they just keep doing their thing here, and yeah. Stoke really up and down, up and down Stoke. They slid down to thirteenth place after losing to Liverpool four to one. Um, I mean they have the same issues that Everton does. It's like we know the talent's there, and it's just like. You gotta put this. You gotta put it together. Yeah. Like Zerdan and Shakiri, we saw you be a game changer this summer at the Euros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is that? Yep. And where is Leicester though? Leicester, they play at home against West Ham. At least they've been somewhat decent at home. But I mean, 16th place, they're three points off the drop. Worst, yeah, worst reigning champs ever in Premier League history. Yeah, they. I mean, they. Worse than last I, year's Chelsea. I have to agree with Paulie that they are. They have too much talent and too good a manager to go down. But I do think we may see them in the relegation zone at some point before this campaign is done. And heck, I mean, that may happen in a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Like again, we've discussed this numerous times. At the end of the day, Leicester's fans aren't going to care. No. It it almost makes well, I mean, their, they'll, they'll, they'll it almost care, makes their but, title yeah. more special though. Yeah, yeah. Um, they lost their engine, so it's it's much harder now without Conte. Yeah. It's much harder now when teams don't play a high line. So there's just there's less space for Jamie Vardy um, to operate behind. There's less space for Jamie Vardy to get in behind the defense, which just makes that Manchester City game so much more of a shocker in that it's not it's not that all of a sudden because Leicester played like champions again. Leicester has that in them any game. If you come in there and play a high line against Leicester, that's going to happen every single time they are that good. It's amazing that Pep Guardiola couldn't watch the rest of the league and say, wow, Leicester can't beat anybody because um, because they're just, they, they can't adapt to the way other teams are playing, so we're just going to go and play the way that Leicester wants us to play. Yeah, uh, we should say that they've reportedly and this signed. Guy's widely yes. considered to be the best manager in the world by by people, and it's unbelievable how you could think that. Uh, Leicester City has agreed to deal for Wilfred Ndidi from uh, Genk in the Belgian league, and uh, another try of sort of plugging that Engolo Kante hole in midfield. Well, then Paulis Mendy has been hurt the whole year, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens there if Ndidi can hit the ground running for Leicester. Elsewhere, Tottenham coming off a fresh little 4-1 win here against Southampton. They take on yeah, Watford on the road. Fresh as can be. Yeah, fresh as can be. We started recording right after that final whistle. Uh, the scoreline in this game a little bit misleading. It was 1-1 uh, at halftime. And then, um, you know, things sort of went south for Southampton. 
no pun intended, uh-huh. as uh, Nathan Redmond got sent off. Uh, at it was two to one at that time, but got sent off. Spurs were awarded a penalty. Hurricane skied it um, after slipping a bit on the run up, but uh, very harsh red card. I, I felt like the penalty was punishment enough. I, I, Didn't you they make a rule saying like we don't have that triple punishment anymore? Yeah, I yeah, mean, in theory. in theory, yes. As long as the defend or the defending player makes some form of actually an attempt to play the ball, which Redmond didn't, but... Oh, well, there you go. Still. Foul started in outside the penalty area, followed inside. I think a red or a yellow card would have sufficed. Um min Son scored late, as well as Deli Ali, who had two goals in this one. So, 4-1 to one Spurs. Important for them as they, you know, try to stay in the race there. They are one point behind Arsenal. A lot of games left. A lot of games left. Yes. There's races everywhere except at the top. Except at the summit. <laughs> Love keep but reminding us of that. <laughs> they're one point behind Arsenal. They're, two, they're three points behind Manchester City. Yep. And uh, four so points behind Liverpool. There we go. City play Liverpool this week. Yep. Yeah, it will be interesting. Definitely. That that can easily. Ooh. Whoa. 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 Tottenham's goal differential is 20. City's is only 19, which is rare because usually they're like at the 40 point by now. Mm-hmm. So a City loss to Liverpool by any score and a Tottenham win, and all of a sudden City are, on, are out of the top four. Yes. If Arsenal win. Mm-hmm. Which they should. A lot of movement could be happening this week. True, true, true. Oh, yeah, that and I mean, nice. Tottenham, if Tottenham can jump <laughs> Arsenal, if Tottenham can jump Arsenal and, and jump City, Arsenal finish fourth, United and City win the European Cups. Boy, Paula, you are just on fire with these season end predictions before mm-hmm. the calendar year is up. Uh, there's <laughs> never been a scenario that I've wanted to see happen more. Mm-hmm. Um, Ideally, Liverpool that finished fourth and got boot booted from the um, from the Champions League, but like the amount of friends that I have that are Arsenal fans that I can just let them hear it after they've been trying to taunt me all, all season practically. Oh, how sweet that revenge would be! Uh, we should say it does involve rooting for Manchester City, so that sucks, but <laughs> I will take it. We should say it's Southampton. They take on West Brom at home, uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, I mean, it, it's sort of weird to sort of try and read into this game against Tottenham because I, I definitely feel like as they went down to 10 minutes, it sort of ruined the whole game. They looked good in the first half. Um, Virgil van Dijk got the goal for them, and he's been on, you know, transfer chatter. But Southampton, they don't typically... Tottenham were the better team for the final 88 minutes of this game. Yeah. Um, Southampton typically don't sell players in January. So that might have to wait until the summer. But uh, Van Dijk definitely making a name of himself here. West Brom, they've shown they're tough to beat. You know, narrow one nothing loss against Arsenal. 
So I don't know. We'll see when we get to our predictions here in a little bit what happens in that one. Then Burnley, they take on Sutherland, Turf more, so that's a Burnley win. <laughs> that's basically the only place where they've taken points this season, so Yeah, and I I, I think that you know, even if Sunderland are quote unquote surging based on their truly abysmal form at the beginning of the season, that I think that Burnley will be able to take care of business. Yeah. With that, we'll jump into our uh, predictions here. Uh, we should say that I'm still last place, but I had the most correct games this match day. I had eight out of ten games, whereas you two boys. Oh, had broken f- clock is still right twice a day. Five. <laughs> Five each. No one got a result correctly this match day, which I think is the first, actually. I think yeah, it I might think be it the is. Second, but it might be the first. Yeah. So which I'm is at... impressive after 18 weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm at 114. Polly, you're at 127. Elliot, you're at 130. So uh, with that, we'll head into the predictions for match day 19. Hull against Everton. Everton win three nothing. Mm, only only two nil. Polly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. He can't speak and write at the same time. No, uh, it wasn't that. It was, I was really <laughs> thinking like I was really thinking Everton are gonna drop points. Yeah. Um but like it's just I can't even in the right mind pick Hull to like to get that kind of result, even though it should be, you know, uh, like it, it should be Hull. I think Everton will play down to Hull and they will drop points. Okay. Burnley Sunderland, two to one Burnley. Gosh, I, I'm going to pick the same score line as Seb. I'm going to do it. Two, one Burnley. I'm actually going to pick three, two to Burnley, but I do think Sunderland are going to win this game. I think we're all buying into the Burnley only like pick up points in all their home games. Thing. Oh yeah, I just I struggled. To, I I look. I think for we're any reason to much. pick against Sunderland because I just uh, I just don't rate their squad very highly at all. Yeah, and apparently, but yeah. a lot of teams looking into Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, and uh, one you know Big Sam immediately <laughs> looking at Jermaine Defoe. Although I would rather have Christian Penteke, but whatever. Uh, Chelsea Stoke. Stoke just not getting their stuff together. Chelsea freight train. Um, Let's go 4-1. I'm going 3-0. Yeah, that that sounds right to me too. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-0 also. Chelsea don't concede goals. Yeah, I'm tempted to go four 0 even, but I'll. And I, I'll you just... can't pick. Look, I know Chelsea's winning streak is going to come to an end eventually, but like I'll get it wrong that way rather yeah. than yeah. try to predict that it's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Then we got Southampton against West Brom. That's a one-one draw. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Southampton the win, even okay. though because I don't think that Ben Forster is gonna play out of his mind the way he did against Arsenal again. Uh, Southampton are gonna win one nil. God, you're stealing my scores. <laughs> um, yeah, Southampton don't concede goals at home. 
except against Chelsea and Tottenham. Oh, and Burnley. Mm. And Sunderland. <laughs> okay. That list is getting pretty long. No, they, they go 1-0. One 1-0. Nil, one nil to Today was an aberration, not an actual. Okay. Then we got Swansea, Bournemouth at the Liberty. Bournemouth. Yeah, they'll take this one. I'll say 3-1 Bournemouth. I don't think there are that many goals in this game. I don't even know where to go in God, this God, don't put Swansea on there. Bournemouth. <laughs> I wrote. I spelled it wrong. I spelled yeah. it different. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it was an alternative spelling of Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I almost want to pick a draw. Partially just because I, I feel like... I because I feel like that would be such a cruel you know like a, a a false validation of Swansea's ownership firing Bob Bradley of oh look at that we got a point immediately after we fired him but I still I don't think that they're gonna win I'm gonna say one one no no I'm I yeah one one damn it you took my score I think this game is Bournemouth to lose and they're gonna go ahead and not win it huh. yeah and we got that Liverpool against Manchester City game. Whew. You going fireworks or anti-fireworks? I want to go fireworks, but... Yeah, let's go fireworks. 4-3 Liverpool. Uh, I'll be so pissed if this ends like 1-1 or 0-0. I know. Me too. Just don't steal my score. <laughs> I, have no, I make no promises. I have no idea what it is. Well, uh, I'm not giving you any hints. I'm not, I'm not even letting then you. you then you say your score first. You can do well, that. Th- yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm also going to err on the side of fireworks, just because I think that they're, you know, both defenses are suspect. Both teams going forward are very strong, even without Firmino. I think Liverpool can get goals on city. I just, I can't decide if it's going to be three, two or three, three. I'm going to go three, three. I'm going to go Manchester city with only two goals and Liverpool with only one goal because uh, both team Liverpool's firepower going forward right now not as strong as you would think. Um, Arsenal's defense sneaky, pretty much just as bad statistics wise as Liverpool's, as Liverpool's and Manchester City only mustered two against them. Mm. And Pep Guardiola does have the head-to-head track record against Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. I think that that's skewed, though, based on Arsenal playing without Hector Bellerin and Nacho Monreal. And I thought, I thought you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say that's skewed based on the fact that Pep Guardiola had Bayern Munich at his arsenal. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah. Manchester United, Middlesbrough. United, they're going to keep winning here. Uh, two nothing. But I think that Victor Valdez is going to have a wonderful game for Middlesbrough. 
Victor Valdez doesn't play in United games. Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. God dang it, Seb. Now you took my scoreline in this one. He also took mine. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stick with it. 2-0. Yep. Same as these. Hmm. Watford, Tottenham. I mean, if Watford can get a player sent off, then Tottenham can actually score some goals. Um, <laughs> oh, shots fired! Yeah, shots no, they, they can they can still score goals. They'll they'll win uh, three nothing. Oh, I slice a goal off that total for me. Two nothing to the Tottenham's. I'm no, I'm gonna I'm. I'm going to be a little bit partisan in this one. I think Watford are going to nick a point in this. It's going to be 1-1. Partisan Arsenal fan, same thing. Mm, yeah. Speaking of Arsenal, they take on Crystal Palace. I mean, they have to win this. Um, yeah. 3-1. No, 2-1. 2-1. All right, good. 3-1. Yeah, yep. They're gonna, they're finally gonna put it together, but they're going to still probably leak a goal. I'm very hopeful that Arsenal are gonna start Arsenaling soon, but the little secret about this Premier League season is that big teams are not losing to small teams. So this is not a game. Big Sam already has a calendar of games that you know he's targeted and circled. Oh, yeah. that he's already written no points on this month. Yes, not yeah. one of his targets for points. <gasps> that is so true. That is true. But I will say three nothing. So that's our prediction for the upcoming games here. Uh, let's uh, do closing thoughts here before we wrap things up. Elliot, you can go ahead if you want. I, I mean, we've touched on the kind of managerial merry-go-round, and one one thing that you know, but we talked about Bob Bradley. Okay, he maybe didn't get a fair shake. They should have known what they were getting into. I'm. I don't. I'm not saying that Sam Allardyce is a criminal. I'm not even saying that he's necessarily a bad man. But he took a bribe. Like, are we? We're we're just kind of glossing over that in his hiring for Crystal Palace, and I. It it makes me. I, I don't know. It just it. Fr- I it, granted. I know that there's a little bit of hypocrisy in this, and like we're recording a podcast, but you know, the the echo chamber sensationalist media coverage that surrounds all major international professional sports. But it it's a little frustrating to me the way that the media was so quick to throw him to the wolves. And then when it wasn't a big story and he just gets hired again, just kind of forget about it. And it, 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 it just doesn't quite sit right with me. I mean, I don't have a sharper point to put on it than that. And again, I don't want to condemn the man wholesale because I don't know him, but the way that, when he lost the England job, it was this huge brouhaha. And then now that he's getting hired at Crystal Palace less than six months later, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Bribes aren't that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show you, and this is not in soccer only, it's it's pretty much in life. If you can provide a service better than pretty much anybody else that's available, there will be someone who pays for that service. We see it in the NFL all the time. 
the Vikings feel that Adrian Peterson provides them a service better than any anybody else that's available. They don't really care what he did off the field. Just um, like the Patriots immediately signed Michael Floyd right after he drove drunk, whereas the exactly. Cardinals said, we're going to take a moral stand on this. Bill Belichick doesn't take moral stands. Are you kidding? Exactly. And it, it's just that we live in this um, – they live in a high-profile thing where every one of their moves gets – get scrutinized there are plenty of law firms and wall street and you know plenty of other and accounting firms and every other kind of firm where people are taking bribes people are getting duis uh people are just doing bad things because that's that's human nature and they're not getting fired it's it's only you know sam Allardyce he made a mistake the media and every and the fans call for him to get fired but ultimately um crystal palace just decided he can provide us with a service better than the guy that we have can mm. and that's that's sports. That's life. Yeah. Sticking with Crystal Palace, uh, Wilfred Saha, been he has been named in the Ivory Coast's provisional squad for the African Cup of Nations. So, despite having two caps for England, as they were both in friendly games, um, he could be capped by the Ivory Coast, which would, that would lead, be a good move for. which would leave Big Sam without arguably his best player. What a rise and fall Wilfred Zahas had. Yeah, no kidding. He got his first England call up when he was playing in the championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, rise and fall, and now he's on the rise again. <laughs> Not with the Lions on his shirt, he isn't. So, yeah, we'll see if he can, you know. I don't feel like he would make the, you know, England starting eleven by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know, if he wants to play for the Ivory Coast, go ahead. And then, I got a second one, too. Um, <laughs> agents need to shut up. <laughs> so now Anthony Martial's agent is out in the media saying, oh, we, you know, we got an uh, offer from Sevilla. Um... There's no way in hell United are going to sell him. No. He just needs to work, work and then... He might go on loan, though. Yeah, he might, but just... Also, today I've seen United I've seen United say that they aren't going to buy Windelhoff in that January because Marcos Rowe and Phil Jones, that partnership has convinced Mourinho. Yeah, that's uh, bullshit. I also saw that, that they've already agreed to a deal and he's going to wear the number two shirt, so... You know, don't believe anything you see or out you you see or hear these days. Yeah, I mean, Phil Jones and Rojo, yeah, they've done pretty well, but that's not the pairing that I would want to see week in week out. I think Lindelof, yes, he's expensive, but I really think that would be a good buy. And I'm, I mean, in this day and age too, you're you're gonna have injuries. You need like five good center backs. Yeah, but. Uh... Who are those good center backs? <laughs> well, it's Chris Balling when he's healthy. It's Eric Bailly when he's healthy. It is. It would be Lindelof. Um, and then, I mean, Phil Jones, he, he's done well here. I still don't trust Rojo. Can Lindelof play right back? Yes. Because okay. we need one of those. Yeah, he can play right back. So uh, some versatility there as well if they would decide to bring him in. So we'll see. Uh, Polly, your last. Uh, I I kind of just gave my two. 
<laughs> in between yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that will do it then. As always, follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Nor and Paul is P. WFAN. Elliot is Keith was better. Fandrick Sports. Give them a follow as well. And uh, we'll talk to you here again after the new year. So, happy new year. Yep. Bye bye. Thank <laughs> you.